0: Hello, and welcome to you all. Today on Walk the Talk, we'll get back into expressions with the word turn. Last time, we looked at the meaning of having to wait one's turn, and we discussed phrasal verbs like turn up, turn down, turn off, turn on, and so on. We also discussed the importance of opposites in language acquisition. Well, today we'll look at more idiomatic expressions because it turns out that idiomatic language is critical to improving one's colloquial skills. Everyone needs to learn a lot of idioms. Did you catch that one? I said, it turns out. It turns out that idiomatic language is critical to improving one's colloquial skills. A lot of people believe that grammar is the most important part of language learning. But what about all those native speakers who don't always speak grammatically or who, who can't even write grammatically? We can, we can certainly understand them. So is grammar the most important thing? Well, grammar is important, but so is your ability to express yourself colloquially using metaphor, idioms, and so forth. Yeah, well, who am I to say that developing colloquial language skills is critically important? Well, I don't usually toot my own horn, but I am an English language teacher who's been in the game for over 25 years now with a background in psycholinguistics of bilingualism. Yeah, you could say I know a thing or two about English language acquisition. I know a thing or two about linguistics and cognition and so on. What I offer you and what this podcast offers you is probably going to help you really improve your skills and your life. I mean, what is colloquial language good for? Well, for one, it's very important if you're a student because your instructor or professor is probably going to use a lot of colloquialisms in class. Oh, same thing for your job at work and your colleagues and your, bo- your manager or your boss. Yeah, they're going to speak with colloquial expressions. So, yeah, that's why I say critically important. Oh, and what about that job interview you've got your fingers crossed for? Well, guess what? It's going to be a spoken interview and most likely with a human. Okay, so that's right. Someone will be someone and you will be talking, whether it's over the telephone or in a video conference or face to face. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a spoken conversation. And a spoken conversation is going to be chock full of colloquial expressions. So, yes, it's critically important for you to improve your colloquial English language skills. You certainly don't want to get turned down for a job just because you don't really understand what was said in the interview. Yes, it's much better to be offered the job because you have great communication skills. And it's really nice if you have so many opportunities from so many different employers that you're the one who's picking and choosing and you're the one with the problem of deciding whether you have to turn a job offer down or not. Alright, so to turn something down means to refuse it, decline it. It means to not accept the offer or not extend the opportunity. So if you really want to improve your English language conversational skills, study lots. Study grammar, study pronunciation, but study colloquial expressions. If you only study grammar, it's time to turn over a new leaf and start studying colloquial English with me and Canadian English Language Services. I wonder if you've, heard, if you've heard that expression before. It's likely because I'm sure there's a version of that expression in every culture all over. Turn over a new leaf. The meaning might be a little bit different, but everybody everywhere understands that leaves fall off trees, and in the spring new leaves, the new leaves grow. Little buds grow and they grow bigger into big leaves. And so turning over a new leaf means really renewal. It has to do with the idea of renewal. Everybody can relate to this. It it means a new beginning. So that's why our logo has a maple leaf and, and why our other logo has an elm leaf. We want people to turn over a new leaf and start learning English in a different way with us. On that note, please keep in mind that CELS will be offering a self paced online course on colloquial English really soon. That will be a perfect opportunity to turn over a new leaf and challenge yourself. Look into this podcast's notes and you'll find a link, uh, you know, a link where you can sign up for email alerts. And you'll also find a list of all the idiomatic expressions and phrasal verbs that were discussed in today's episode. So last time we talked about opposites and how important they are for children to learn language. In a lot of phrasal verbs, the opposite meaning is expressed and it's very apparent, like turn up and turn down, turn up and turn down the volume. But just because the words up and down are used doesn't always mean the opposite thing. So for example, with the earlier sentence of being turned down for a job, you cannot say that you were turned up for the job if they offered it to you. No, those aren't opposites. Ter- being turned down for the job means you were refused. They liked you, but they still declined to offer it to you. You were turned down. You were refused. But you can't say you were turned up for a job. I was given a job. It's, that's not the meaning of the expression. Turn up has its own idiomatic expressions and meanings, and you have to learn them all independently. So turn up can be used like this. Let me give you some examples. I was told the class was canceled, but you know, I decided to go anyway because it was on my way home. And so, yeah, I, I went and yeah, turned, lots of others turned up too. That means lots of other people were there. Okay, here's another. He always seems to turn up when something comes out of the oven. It's like he can hear the oven door. So to turn up just means he sort of appeared. One more for you here. Yeah, you probably threw that telephone number out already. If you had it on a little piece of paper, it might have gotten lost. But who knows? It might still turn up. That means, you know, who knows? It might be underneath a book or something like that. So to turn up means you might still find it. It might... It might be revealed, it might appear. Okay, when you move things around, sometimes you find something that you've lost. So in all of these cases, turn up means something more like to be revealed or to be shown or to be presented or to appear. Nothing at all like being turned down for a job where you're refused. Those meanings are altogether different and they're not opposites. So. It turns out that there are a lot of phrasal verb idioms that we need to learn in order to be really good with conversation. Long ago, people who passed the TOEFL test would go abroad to study in universities and so forth, and so many of those students found out when they went to class that they couldn't really understand anything that was being said in the lectures. They could only really learn from their textbooks in the libraries late at night you know, with the grammar that they studied. The lectures were useless to them because they didn't know the colloquial language. They only studied grammar. They only studied the formal stuff. So everything that was said in class just sort of went over their heads. There were many older professors who insisted on speaking perfectly and monotonously with only formal perfect sentences and it kind of put everyone to sleep you know regardless of whether english was your first language or your second language and lectures nowadays are very different they're very colloquial we've kind of turned the we kind of turned the corner on that one and uh, you know people don't really speak just formally in lectures anymore so yeah you could say we've turned the corner on that that means we've changed directions we've changed the way we do things so just watch a few ted talks and you'll see what i mean long ago though Professors would speak very formally, and they would insist on perfect grammar from their students, too, when speaking in class. That's not the case anymore. The main objective is communication, getting your message across. And in order to do that, sometimes metaphor and idiom is the best way to do it. So when I said forget about grammar for a while and focus on idiomatic expressions, some of those professors from long, long ago, well, they would probably have looked at me sideways like, what? What are you talking about? And some of them, you know, like some of them have already left us and passed away. Well, you know, they'd probably turn over in their graves if they heard me say that grammar isn't the only important thing. I'm not saying to turn a blind eye to the, perf- to the importance of grammatical rules either. And uh, I'm not saying to turn a blind eye to proper punctuation. Those things are very important too. And as it turns out, critically important for your research writing and your essay writing. So everything has its place. You've probably heard me say the word turns out. (coughs) Yeah, I said it a few times in earlier sentences here. It means the way that something eventually was realized, the the way something actually is. So I could say that these days, when one takes a placement or proficiency test, you know, whether it's the TOEFL or the TOEIC or the IELTS or the CELPIP, it turns out that both grammatical and colloquial skills are important. By the way, if you haven't heard of the CELPIP test, it's like the IELTS test, but with Canadian content. It stands for Canadian English Language Proficiency Index Protocol. So if you're hoping to come to Canada, this is the test to take. So it turns out that to do well on a proficiency test nowadays, whether it's for immigration or whether it's for getting into graduate school or even to a university for any kind of studies, if you're taking a placement test, it turns out um, that they measure your proficiency with grammar and with spoken colloquial style. Turnout can be used in another way as well. You could talk about the result of an invitation or the number of people who attended something. So turnout can be used like this. Here, I'll give you a question example this time. I know that uh, the weather forecast for Friday night was for rain, but uh, how many people turned out on Friday night for the Edmonton Folk Music Festival? I know that it was packed on Thursday night, How many people turned out on Friday night? So the other person could say, Oh, it was a pretty good turnout, all right. In fact, uh, I heard that some of the food vendors ran out of their signature items. Toonie taco truck ran out of fish tacos. Yeah, all you could get were beef and beans. Okay, I just made that one up, but wouldn't it be nice to get a taco from a truck for a Toonie? How about that, eh? That would be great. All right, let's look at a couple more turn on and turn off. When we talk about lights and electrical equipment, this makes really good sense, right? It's very clear. Well, these things are taught to children really early on. Turn off the light, turn on the light, turn off the light. You get it, right? Parents teach these opposites to toddlers, to their, to their children, really early at you know age two. And they get it. It makes sense, right? But there are extended meanings to these as well. The meanings are related. I say extended because one has to put on their thinking cap, you know, they have to sort of think more and more deeply in order to really understand the connection. So here's a good example to think about. Here's a kind of a reference point to help understand that concept. Turn up the heat. It can mean literally to turn up or increase the temperature. Like, hey, it's cold in here. Turn up the heat, will you? But it can also mean to increase the, the force or the effort. A good example, sports is always really good. So I'm going to give you a good example from sports with turn up the heat. Okay, guys and gals, if we want to win this tournament, we've got to really turn up the heat out there. You've been playing all right, but I know you've got a lot more in you and it's time to show them what you've got. So get back out there, you know, turn up the heat. Let's win this thing. Increase, yeah, but it's not talking about rising the temperature. It's talking about metaphoric, metaphorically, about increasing the effort, increasing the pressure. Turn up the heat out there. And we say other metaphoric things as well. You might hear somebody say something like, We're on fire, baby. We're going to win this thing. So on fire, that means we're doing really well. So you can imagine some people, one person saying that to the teammate on the basketball court. We're on fire, baby. Or how about this one? Wow, they're so hot. Number 14 is playing so hot. I don't know if we're going to be able to win. I don't know if we're going to be able to beat them. Man, we've got to really get it together. And like right now, if we want to win this. So turning up the heat makes a little more sense now, right? Let me put it to you this way. If you really want to improve your English language ability, you've got to go at it from all sides. By all means, study grammar, learn proper punctuation. But to really impress people and to communicate really well, you need to use a lot of colloquialisms. You need to really turn up the heat when it comes to studying and learning colloquial expressions. So remember, put your money where your mouth is and walk the talk. Use these expressions. Don't just listen to me. I want you to use these expressions in your own conversations. Don't worry about getting it perfect. Just try, even if you're just talking to yourself. And keep listening to this podcast. Next will be part three of Expressions With Turn. And uh, sign up for news and info about our upcoming course. And by the way, if you have any comments, please send a message to me at talk at I'd love to hear from you. Well, enjoy these wonderful summer days, everybody.